Employment Hour is back. It's one 821 5900 Anytime you need to get a hold of Lior, the firm, that is the number. Help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to the severance pay calculator here in just a bit. And uh, we've been building up and, uh, you know, categorizing, I guess, our emails over the last few weeks and months. Lior, we'll get to a bunch of those today. I know people have questions, don't always want to come on air and uh, call you at the firm. So they send emails. They also go to terminationquestions.com as well. So we'll get to a bunch of those today. We'll concentrate on that on the uh on the show today for sure. First, so we always start with a little segment we call the week that was. How was it? Well, you know, John, it's uh, it's been extremely, extremely uh, busy. It's been uh, a lot of uh, a lot of calls, a lot of emails that I've been getting from from people wanting to understand maybe something that we talked about on the show or wanting to know how it applies to them and their workplace situation. Uh, and that always makes me very happy and puts a smile on my face when people are kind of getting the message that, you know, makes me understand that we're not just sitting here talking for no reason. People are listening. People are, are, are getting and internalizing it. So that's great. So if you have a workplace problem, if you are in a work situation, something has now happened and you're uncomfortable, you're concerned about your work or job security, or maybe you've lost your job, this is the time, this is the place we talk about that. And of course, you know, this is not, I, I can't deal with all situations while we're on the air. So please call me at the office. Uh, I'm an employment lawyer. I'm not a, I'm not a really a radio host. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's chat about uh, that privately and we'll give you my contact information throughout the show today and on, on every show that we do. So to get us uh, started, John, as you said, the week there was a couple of situations that uh, came across my desk. First one uh, involved a gentleman that had been off on a disability leave for a long time, actually about three years. And, uh, you know, serious medical condition. I've uh, been keeping his employer up to date and working hard as much as possible to get better. Uh, no, no issues with the employer. His employer has never done or said anything while he's been off, except very recently he got a note from his employer saying that we're, just so you know, we're gonna, we've, we've changed benefit providers. We have a new benefit provider now. Uh, and because of that, under this new plan, uh, you don't qualify. So we're going to be cutting you off benefits. Now, for the three years that he had been on disability, he was still under their benefits plan, you know, prescription, dental, etc. And they told him, you're going to be cut off. You're still our employee. Nothing has changed from our perspective, but you're not going to be on benefits anymore. Now, this gentleman, obviously, he's, he's struggling with medical conditions. Uh, benefits is a big deal for him. He has to take medication, prescriptions. Uh, and, and he was very concerned about that. And he called me and he wanted to know, what does this mean? Can they do that? And, and can anything be done? Well, here's the thing, John. When he went off on disability, the company did not actually have the obligation to continue his benefits. They could have said, while you're off on disability, uh, we're not going to continue your benefits. You can uh, you know, stay off as long as you need to and come back. But while you're off, we're not going to continue your benefits. But this company decided to continue benefits. They put them on benefits, and that's fine. The thing is, once they've made the decision to put them on benefits, they can't change their mind. They can't now say, well, now you're going to be cut off benefits. Certainly not after they've been doing that for three years. So in this situation, his employer actually did not have a right to say, you don't get benefits anymore. So what does this mean? It means that now that they've done that, and the fact that it's a big deal for him, he has the option of treating that as a constructive dismissal. Say, by you deciding to cut me off benefits, you've changed the terms of employment. It's as if you've let me go, and now he can he pursue uh, he can pursue his full severance. Now, this person has been there a long time. He could be owed as much as 24 months of pay. It's a big deal. Uh, and, and he's deciding now what he prefers, whether he wants to just kind of 
accept it and, and, and stay off on disability that way or get his compensation. Uh, but I wanted our, our listeners to understand that because uh, this applies not just to benefits, not just on disability leave. Anytime your employer gives you something, even if it's something that they're not strictly required to give you, once they've done that, they can't just undo it. They can't just say, now we've changed our mind. Now we're going to take it back. Once your employer gives you some rights, some entitlement, it becomes a term of employment. And if they change that, that's a problem. That's going to be a constructive dismissal, John. You know, it's so interesting because usually we talk about the reverse side of that is, you know, as an employee, if, you know, they tell you you're on a layoff and you accept it, well, now it's an interim plan, you know, or rather it's an implied term of the contract. But it's never, we very rarely see an instance where it works against the employer like that. It's interesting. Absolutely. And, and you know, th- th- so employers have to decide that. What I tell employers is if you're going to decide to continue benefits for employees, have an agreement in place, something that says we're going to only continue your benefits for two months, six months, a year, whatever it is, because otherwise you can be having to continue benefits indefinitely and you can't cut them off. So employers can deal with that. They just have to be smart about it. But from the employee standpoint, yeah, once you have those benefits, once you have that perk, that entitlement, it's a term of employment. The employer can't change it. Still got a couple minutes to go here as we uh, get the opening segment underway. What else you got uh, going on? Another matter, I got a call by a, a lady. She had worked for a company for about 22 years. That company was sold, and, and she had continued working for the new company for about three years. She just turned 65, and her employer came to her and said, well, uh, you, so you're you're retiring soon, aren't you? And she said, no, I'm not retiring. can't afford to. I'm planning on continuing to work. And they said, well, we understood all the, along that you're going to retire. Well, if you're not going to retire, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, and you've been with us for three years, so we're going to pay you severance for three years. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you're, you're laughing wow. as you should be laughing. And, and yeah. yeah, wow is exactly what I said as well. So, so you know, let's break this down here. First of all, her service is continuous, okay? Let's make yep. it clear. If a business is sold and you continue working with the company, that's your old service continues. So in this case, she's a 25-year person, not a three-year person. So she's going to be out severance based on 25 years. She can't be made to retire. There's no such thing as mandatory retirement. You can continue working as long as you want, 65, 75, 85, whatever you decide. But them saying, well, if you're 65, if you're not going to retire, then we're going to terminate you. Well, that's age discrimination. At that point, they're letting her go because of her age. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So this company really is not doesn't know what it's doing. It's going to be liable for human rights damages. It's going to have to pay five times the severance that it thinks it's supposed to be paying. Wow. So I, I advise that uh, this lady. So I want uh, employers and employees to be mindful of the fact that you can't make someone retire, can't fire people because of their age, and when the business is sold, service is continuous. We'll take a short break. Contact, very simple, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. And if you're not checked it out, you want to go to employmenthourtv.ca as well. Catch the Employment Hour in 30, which happens weekends on Global TV. It's a very cool show, a lot of response, a lot of things to be learned there as well. So check it out. We'll get to the severance pay calculator when we come back in the Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. 1-855-821-5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior and a member of the team at the firm, help at employmenthour.com. Before we jump into our emails uh, for the remainder of the show, my friend, let's get to the severance pay calculator. Half a million strong and going. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, It's, you know, I I always look at it and I kind of shake my head in in amazement to how many people have used this tool that I kind of 
one they came up with just because I saw that need. So yeah, close to half a million people have now used the severance calculator. So uh, if you don't know about it, if you, you're not sure what it is, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com is a tool. Again, I created five or so years ago, uh, four and a half or five years ago, to help anyone figure out and determine how much severance they are owed. And you may ask, well, why, why do you need to do that? Because everyone knows it's a week per, per year service, or maybe it's two weeks per year service. Uh, so why did you bother? Nonsense. It's not a week per year service or two weeks or any other formula. It's not that at all. It's much more interesting than that. And it's a lot more than that. It's based on your age, position, and length of employment. The severance calculator calculates and tells you how much you're actually owed. Not the silly nonsense of a week per year of service, your full entitlements. So now that you know that, there's no excuse to ever accept a lot less than what you're owed. Most people do accept, despite the fact that half a million people have now used the severance calculator, there's still so many hundreds of millions that, that have not used it and do accept inadequate severance. Don't let that happen to you. If you think you know how much you're owed, trust me, you don't. Go to severancepaycalculator.com right now, plug in your information, and be informed and have that knowledge. It's anonymous. It's free. There's no strings attached. Uh, it's always the first place you have to go to if you lost your job. You know, it's amazing. I was thinking about it the other day, and this little uh, you know, this little severance tool you came up with five years ago, the number of people I've used that is more than the population of Kitchener, Waterloo, and Cambridge combined. <laughs> Holy cow. That's, that's crazy, good. right? That's pretty, pretty good. Good, good idea you had there a few years ago. In fairness, I, I think we have had a couple of people from Botswana use it. Not sure exactly why that is. Different labor laws over there, but that's okay. Slightly, <laughs> slightly. But for the most part, uh, yes, people have used it. A yeah. lot of people have used that, and it's pretty impressive. And, and I'm very grateful that I've had the opportunity to to educate that many people. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. We'll get to a bunch of these today. First one uh, out the gate is Travis says, can I be fired eight months after or fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do? I was only given one week's notice. Well, you know, can you be let go? Yes, you can be let go. Remember the rule is that the employer generally can let someone go at any time and and pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. Now, what your employer cannot do is let you go for cause. Cause is a situation where you've done something so bad, so horrible, that they can't, oh, they don't have to pay you severance. So if if he's been falsely accused of, of doing something, assuming it is false, then he can't be let go for cause. Uh, and it means he's owed severance. And I can assure you that after eight months, he's going to be owed, or very likely going to be owed, a heck of a lot more than one week's pay. And depending on his age, and the type of job that he had, it could be two months pay, three months, four, even six months pay. So no, if it's false, then it's not cause. And if it's not cause, it's going to be more than a week. And what we call a situation when you're let go without the proper severance or or with less severance than what you're owed, we call that a wrongful dismissal. So it does appear he's been wrongfully dismissed. So I would encourage him to give me a call so we can assess how much he's actually owed because no, it's not going to be a week's pay. You know, a lot of people scratch their head all the time thinking about severance, and they're going, you know, I'm a, I'm a part-time guy. Do I get severance? So if you have two people, two employees, one guy's full-time, one guy's part-time, but they, most, they both make 50 k a year, is there a difference in the severance? 
Well, not really. I mean, yeah. as long as their age is the same and, and, you know, the type of job that they do, length of employment, those are the factors. No, it, whether you call yourself part-time or full-time, it, it's meaningless. So, you know, it's, it's really everyone gets severance. And, you know, yeah. if you're making less money, in other words, you have a lesser position or less important position or less managerial, you may get less severance than someone in a more senior position. But no, whether it's full-time or part-time, whether you work 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, you still get severance. Yeah, because I get good people coming up saying, oh, I didn't get much severance. It's okay, I'm part-time. I'm like, no, 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 no. Make the call, man. Make the call. That makes no difference whatsoever. Uh, uh, and by the way, John, yep. by that, the severance calculator also works for part-time right. employees. So by all means, go to severancepaycalculator.com. Exactly. Help at employmenthour.com is the email today. We're running through a bunch of these. Randy writes in, says, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was very upset and told him that I will just be leaving right away. Can I get severance? Bad move, Randy. Yeah, no, it's it's not a yeah. good move. And and listen, I, I I'm not faulting anyone sure. here because you know if you're working, you think everything's fine, and all of a sudden your boss comes in and, and pulls the the rug from under you, uh, and says you're you're gone. But you're not gone right now. We're gonna still keep you here for a few weeks. You may think, oh my gosh, it's gonna be really tough. Why do I want to stay here? I'm out of here. But the problem is, in most situations, if you just resign. Uh, after your employer gave you notice of termination, that's a resignation, yep. which means you're not going to get severance, even though the reason why you resigned in the first place was because of the fact that the company let you go. So unless you can show that it would have been completely unreasonable to continue working, maybe it's a poison work environment. Maybe the company said, you can stay here for, uh, for a month, but we're going to, uh, you know, we're, we're going to put you in the corner. We're not going to give you any work. We're going to tell everyone that you're gone. So it's embarrassing. Well, maybe at that point, you don't actually have to continue. But if they say, yeah, no problem. You can continue working for a month. See you tomorrow. Uh, but then at the end of the month, you're gone. If you resign, you do that at your own risk and you may not get severance. So my best advice always in a situation is if you think you really need to resign, you want to resign before you do that, before you tell your employer, that's it, I'm out of here, give me a call. Let's talk about whether it makes sense to resign and if it does, how we actually do that so we can preserve our severance. Basically try our hardest to put, you know, emotions and feelings aside and just, you know, and just focus on that severance at the end of it, right, is really what you should do. Uh, Absolutely, because then you imagine if you're at another $50,000 in severance and you don't get that 50000 because you resigned two weeks before you were going to be terminated, you're going to be pretty upset to find out that, holy cow, if I just stuck it out for another two weeks, I would have gotten $50,000. And sometimes it could be a lot more than 50000 by the way. Yeah, that's that's not a good situation. So please don't resign uh, unless, like, of course, you just, you've just you decided you don't care about severance, and that's fine. Yeah. But if you want to preserve your severance and still resign before you do anything, call me. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. It is help at employmenthour.com. More of your emails coming up after a short break. It's the Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio 640 Toronto and CHML. 1-855-821-5900. That is the number to get a hold of Lior and his team at the firm anytime. Email is what we're uh, concentrating on today. That's simple as well. Help at employmenthour.com. You want to find out what your severance should be, the correct number, the right dollar amount, and the only website you need to go to is severancepaycalculator.com. That is the one you should be using at all times. Uh, email from Greg here says, my computer is often, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, my company is often late in paying me uh, and other employees. Sometimes it can be as much as a week and after we're supposed to be paid. This makes life very difficult, obviously. Is there something I can do? 
You know, I, I really upsets me when companies do that because you know we all count on our paychecks, and and it's not because oh you know now it's time to go drinking. We count on our paychecks because we have bills. You know, if you have to pay your mortgage, the bank is not going to say, well, since you got paid late, we're going <laughs> to accept payment late, right? Or you know, any other bill that you have. So it really does upset me when when companies are are not going to not diligent in making sure that employees pay on time. Now, there's a problem with how we fix that problem. Because you you can absolutely go to the Ministry of Labor. You can even take legal action. But those things take time. So if you didn't get paid last week, it's going to take potentially weeks or months to resolve it. But you haven't done anything. You haven't been able to solve that problem. So the only thing you can do, if your employer is just not paying you on time, then you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. There's a there's a term of employment that you'll get paid on payday whenever payday is for you. If your company is now saying, well, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to pay you today. We'll pay you in a few days. That's a big deal. And if that happens, you know, semi-regularly, then you may be able to say enough is enough. Uh, that's a constructive dismissal. I'm not accepting that. And leave with your severance and hopefully find a job where your employer is going to be more diligent with paying you. So it's a tough situation. And there's no question that it's a big deal enough that it would be a constructive dismissal. But just as an aside, once your bills and mortgage are paid, you might want to go drink a little bit. You don't have to, but I'm just saying the options there. I, I, I do not endorse or, or uh, condone, condone this. What, 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 you, what you do at your own time, by all means, go for it. But, you know, just save enough for bills and don't let them be late. Uh, the phone number anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. Nancy, you're next up, says, uh, I had to miss work on several occasions because of a medical issue that I'm dealing with. My boss told me that if I miss more work, I shouldn't bother coming back. Wow, can he do that? Well, you know, obviously the employer can't and, and, and should not do that. Aside from it just being, uh, you know, pretty crappy thing to do, yeah. uh, it, it's also not not right because this person may have a serious medical condition, and and, tr- and saying you can't take that time off means that that could be discrimination under the human rights code, uh, which of course is illegal. You can't do that. So, so no, an employer cannot and should not do that. What I would do is I would make sure that you you get something from your doctor. Something from your doctor that says, you know, this person is struggling with a health issue. Because of that health issue, there may be a requirement to, to miss days occasionally. We're working on, on, on taking care of that situation. Because in the face of a note like that, if your employer still says, we don't care, uh, if you're taking more time off for medical, uh, for whatever reason, you're, you're out of here. Obviously, that's a termination, which means you get severance, but you may also have human rights damages. Your employer cannot fire you because you're sick. Let's make that very clear. Uh, your employer cannot fire you because you're struggling with a disability or a medical condition. That's a human rights violation. It doesn't matter how many sick days the company has. Uh, it doesn't matter what their policies are. If you have a medical condition, you have the right to take the time to get better, whether it's taking a day, a week, a month, a year, or longer. If your employer does anything to you in that situation, you better give me a call. Well, as an aside, what what can an employer ask and not ask when it comes to a medical condition or you being off? What are they allowed to know? Well, they're allowed to know how long are you expected to be off. They're allowed to know what limitations you may have uh, and what accommodation you may be uh, be entitled to. But that's it. They're what we call prognosis. 
They're not allowed to know what the medical condition is, whether you're suffering from depression or you're suffering from cancer or, or a bad back. That's, that's questions that are inappropriate. That's questions, those are questions that are private or information that's private. So they're not allowed to know the diagnosis. What right. is the actual condition? And if your employer insists on getting that information, you're absolutely well within your rights to say no. And your employer can't do anything uh, to you because you've said no. We'll slide another email before we uh, we take a break here. Elaine's comes up, says, I quit my job because my employer owed me $4,000 in overtime and vacation pay, and he refused to pay it. I asked for payment many times, and he always promised that he would pay, but eh, he never did. Is there something I can get or something I can do to get the money that's owing? Well, yeah. First of all, absolutely. If you're owed money, right. money that you've worked or earned, you know, whether it's overtime or wages or what have you, absolutely. Both myself, the Ministry of Labor even can help you get those, those amounts. But it goes beyond that. Uh, if you quit because the company owes you money, because the company is not meeting its end of the bargain, the bargain being I work, you pay me. If the company is not, do- is not doing that and as a result you quit, well, that's a constructive dismissal. You didn't quit because you decided to go spend more time with your family. You quit because there yeah. was no point in working because you're not getting paid properly. So if that's what happened, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. So not only can you recover the amounts owing to you, whether it's 4000 5000 whatever it is, you can also get your severance, again, based on your age, position, and length of employment. Now, I mentioned the Ministry of Labor a second ago. The Ministry of Labor can help you recover Amounts that's amount that's owed to you in terms of wages, overtime, vacation pay, absolutely. The Ministry of Labor cannot, cannot help you get your severance, nope. help you pursue a constructive dismissal. None of that is possible with the Ministry of Labor. For that, you have to call me. You don't like me? Call another employment lawyer. That's fine. But you have to, to get legal advice. You can't go to the Ministry of Labor for that. So for this person, given the fact that we're talking more than just the overtime and the wages owed, we're talking potentially constructive dismissal. Yes, this person has to give me a call. Employment Hour in 30 is the uh, TV show. If you haven't caught it on the weekends on Global TV and, of course, the radio shows, you want to contact anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com as well. Bounce over to more of your emails. After a short break in the Employment Hour, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. 1-855-821-5900 is the number anytime. Get a hold of Lior's team. Keep that number with you and the email as well, help at employmenthour.com. If you have not checked it out, an easy way to find out what severance is owed, proper severance, not uh, what your friends will tell you or Uncle Bob. It is severancepaycalculator.com. That is the real number. It takes about 30 seconds to go through the program, completely anonymous. And if you want to contact Lior's team at the bottom, there's a button to do that as well. And there's an employer mode if you're wondering anytime as an employer what you need to pay an employee that you're looking to uh, push out the door. The number is there as well, so you can do it properly from the uh, from the get-go. More emails. Fred writes in says, I got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot with no compensation. I have always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a question that I often get. You know, something happened. I lost my job. Can I get my job back? back. Uh, in fact, I would say, John, that most people that contact me are not even calling me about the severance. They're calling me because yeah. they're upset they lost their job. They want their job back. They just wanted to make it like it never happened so they can continue working. Maybe they like their job or maybe they just don't want to be unemployed. And I get it. The reality is that it's almost impossible. I, I would actually say that it is impossible 
to, to get your job back. The law really doesn't know how to make an employer take you right. back, uh, except in some specific human rights issues. So because of that, no, you cannot generally get your job back. Once you lost your job, even if the company is wrong, it's a question of severance. Now, if you got in an argument with your boss, yeah, I mean, depending on what was said and what the argument was about, etc., you may have done something wrong. Again, you know, you shouldn't be disrespectful to your boss. You shouldn't use foul language, etc. But the fact that you may have done something wrong doesn't mean that the company can let you go without severance. In other words, it doesn't mean that the company can let you go for cause. Remember, you may have done something wrong or a few things wrong, but cause is different. Cause is beyond that. Cause is the ultimate penalty for the worst offenders. So if you got into a, and this person got into an argument with their boss, they got fired, it's extremely likely that unless it was nasty and you know, there were violence threats, unless it was that bad, this person's going to be out severance. Now, of course, the person wants his job back. Not much we could do about that, but we can get this person his full severance. Now, depending on age, position, length of employment, again, it could be two months, six months, 24 months pay. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely worthwhile to give me a call. Uh, and, and remember, you can't get your job back, but you can get that severance, which will ha- help carry you until you find another job. Right. one 821 5900 the number help at employmenthour.com. This next email from Bill, I don't believe we've ever had this email before, so I'm, I'm interested to see your take on it. And Bill says, uh, I'd like to take some time off this summer to travel, about two months. How should I approach my employer about taking unpaid time off, and what do I do? If they say no. Yeah. No, it, it, it is a good question. Yeah. So let's start kind of with the basics. And the basics are that unless, of course, you have that time accumulated as vacation time and your employer approves it, uh, you, you can't really take time off unless, of course, the company agrees. So you can't tell a company, hey, I need some unpaid time off. Give it to me. Even if it's unpaid, the company does not have to give someone a leave of absence. Uh, I mean, of course, if there's a leave of absence for medical reasons, absolutely they have to. But in this case, if you want to travel, you want to spend time with the family, you want to go take a course, whatever it is, the company does not have to give you that time off. They can say, no, uh, we're not going to do that. So if you go, as far as we're concerned, you've resigned. So if that's what the company does, and you know, obviously you can approach the company and ask the question. If that's what they do, if that's what they say, there's not much you could do about it. You can't force them. Now, in my, in my experience, oftentimes you can work out an arrangement with the company, uh, and and you know talk about the period of time that you're going to be gone, and and that maybe you'll in the meantime you'll continue checking checking in and checking emails, etc., and providing help if needed. And again, if if you're a good employee, the company may say, you know, we want to keep you, so we're not gonna. Uh, want to lose you because you need to take a couple of months off. So with a good employer and a reasonable employer, oftentimes you can work out a deal, but the company does not have to do it. And frankly, even if you have that time available in vacation, the company still has a right to approve vacation. And they may say, yeah, we're not going to approve you taking two months off, even if you have that, because we're not going to let you take more than two weeks off in one chunk. The company does have a right to schedule vacation, to approve vacation. So you can't force the issue. You can negotiate that with the company and hopefully you can reach a deal that everyone can live with. Once they, once you're scheduled a vacation with the company, can they take it back? Well, generally speaking, they can unless, of course, you've relied on it. What I mean is, right. okay, you told me that I can take vacation, so I went off and I bought my plane tickets and I'm off to uh, Australia next month. Well, at that point, no, they can't take it. You've relied on it. You've planned around it. 
uh, and they can't take it back. Uh, but if, you know, if they approved it yesterday and today they come back and say, no, no, we realize it's not a good time. We're, we're not going to do it. Right. They can. So if you haven't relied on it, if you haven't done something in, in uh, anticipation of that, Generally speaking, they can take it back. If you have relied on it, if you've spent money, if you've made a specific plan that's kind of firm in place, no, they can't change their mind at that point. You're allowed to go on your vacation. Lots more emails to go. The address is help at employmenthour.com. If you have not caught the TV show, very informative, very cool. And you get to see Lior, the handsome guy. It's Employment <laughs> Hour and 30 on Global TV. Happens on the uh, the weekend mornings. Check it out for that. And by the way, if you Google him on TV Guide, he comes up as celebrity. So his head's getting bigger oh, by the hour. Just wanted to mention that. Email help at employmenthour.com, buddy. Lots more of the show on the way. It's Employment Hour, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. It is help at employmenthour.com, severancepaycalculator.com. Half a million users strong, and you want to find out what your severance should be, go to severancepaycalculator.com, by the way. Beth says, I've been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there anymore. Do you have any advice for me? Absolutely, I do. And, and the, the advice is very simple. Follow your doctor's yep. orders. It's as simple as that. If your doctor says, no, you need more time off to, to get better or, or you know, you're talking to your doctor and you realize you can't go back to work, don't go back to work. Don't jeopardize your health. Don't go against your doctor's advice. Uh, and, and from your employer's standpoint, yes, I do understand. And you know, as an employer myself, I can sympathize with an employer that says, I really need this employee. But the law is the way it is. I don't make the law up. I'm just telling you what it is. Your employer cannot make you come back from a disability leave before you're ready, before your doctor clears you. They can't, even if they really need you. They can find someone else, whether it's on a part-time basis or otherwise. They have to, ultimately, the employer has to figure it out. And the other thing your employer can't do is your employer cannot let you go because you did not come back when they wanted you to. They say, well, we need you to come back. And you say, no, I can't. I'm still under doctor's care. So they say, well, then you're out of here. No, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. They absolutely cannot do that. You have the security of knowing that your job will still or has to still be there when you're clear to come back to work uh, and that you have to follow your doctor's orders. Now, if the position is eliminated in a, in a way that's completely unrelated to your medical leave of absence, then yes, the company can do that and pay you severance. But beyond that, they can't punish you. They can't let you go because you're on a medical leave. You can follow your doctor's orders, feel confident in doing that. Anything less than that, if the company tries to get away with it, it would be completely illegal. So if you're part of a, a complete department restructuring, you get let go, that's okay. But if you're if that happens whilst you're on medical leave and you get severance, do you get enhanced severance or just what, according to what the calculator would tell you? Well, actually, if you're on, suffering from a medical condition, you're not physically able to work or even look for a job, and at that point you're getting let go, then yeah, you are going to get enhanced severance, even more than what the severance calculator says, because you're, you're, you're in a situation where you're not able-bodied. It's going to take you longer to find another job. And really, why is severance paid? Severance is paid to help you find, give you a reasonable period of time to find another job. Well, if it's going to take you longer than someone else because of your medical condition, you're going to get more severance. So people that are let go while sick, while on a disability leave, human rights issues aside, may be owed enhanced severance. one 821 5900 is the number anytime. It is help at employmenthour.com as well. Dave, his email says, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. 
This is a very difficult decision for me because I've been with this company for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Wow, you want the list in alphabetical or order of importance, right? <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. There, there are a number of things. But number one is because he's leaving a secure job, because he's leaving you know, presumably a good job, he says it's a, it's a difficult decision. He, he wants to make sure that when he goes to a new job, he's not taking a massive risk. So what I mean by that is don't accept a job that, number one, puts you on probation. Or number two, says that they can let you go by only paying you the minimum entitlements. Because mm-hmm. you may find out that you start a job, things don't work out. They let you go a month or two or three months later, pay you nothing, because that's what the employment agreement said. Uh, and, and that's a terrible situation. So because you, you have some, some bargaining power... I would make sure there's no uh, probationary period. I would make sure that there's nothing limiting any future severance. Why would you leave a job to be on probation? Uh, you also want to make sure that there's nothing in there that would impact you if you ever were to leave this job, a non-competition obligation, for example. Beyond that, let's see, is there something in the agreement that gives the company the right to change your compensation, to change your job duties? Uh, can they demote you? An employment agreement may explicitly give the company the right to make changes to your to your job. You don't want that. You want to leave a secure job, take another job, and find out later that they've now changed it because they can. So the best advice, you know, I've given you some thoughts, but the best advice I'm going to be able to give you is this. Send me a copy of the job offer or the employment agreement with the new company. Let me take a look at it. I've only given you, you know, four or five examples. There could be 10 others of things that we need to watch out for. So please send that over to me. Don't sign off on, a, on an offer, especially when you're leaving a job to take a new job. Don't end up in a situation where you put yourself in a vulnerable position and now not, not only don't you have the job, you don't have compensation, you don't have severance. So you, you need to be very careful. Send me the agreement, let me take a look at it, and we'll go from there. Man, if that isn't an eye-opener, just those four basic points you ripped off really quickly, not to mention the uh, the list behind it that people should watch out for. Most people would be like, oh, it's all happy, handshakes, going out for lunch, new job, everything's happy, but man, oh man, if they don't call you, look what they could be in for. That is why it isn't so important to listen to the show and get that number down, because there could be just a... It could be a big bowl of wrong, man, when you get to that new job, if any of those, those things come to light and you lose your gig. It's scary. Oh, yeah. You might think, oh, great. I, you know, I left a job that paid me 50000 because I took a job that paid me 60000 right. And that's great. You know, I'm happy about that. Of course, most people would be. But if there's also terms in there that allow them to not pay you any severance, and then if that happens, you can't compete for two years. And, and by the way, they can also lay you off temporarily. That extra $10,000 in pay gets eliminated very quickly. So there's things other than pay and bonus and vacation that you have to, have to, have to watch out for in an employment agreement. Uh, and remember, less is more. I'd much rather you start a new job on a handshake than with a 10-page document. And if you do have a 10 or 2 or 5-page document, whatever it is, let me see it before you sign it. Yeah, that's so counter to what most people would think, right? They'd feel, they'd feel naked left out in the open if they didn't sign a contract. But meanwhile, it's better that way, so much better that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, by all means, uh, you you wanna you wanna understand less is more when it comes to yeah. employment agreements. If you're the employee, if you're the employer, more is more. Yep. But if you're an employee, less is more. Uh, you know, sign an agreement that says you're starting Monday, your job is this, and your salary is that. 
that's all you need. If you're looking at a 10-page document, be very worried, very worried. That number is so important to keep it with you, one 821 5900 Email help at employmenthour.com. Again, you can catch the TV show Employment Hour in 30. On the weekends on Global TV, you'll want to check that out. Lots more on the show. We'll get to some more of your emails before we wrap here for another show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and CHML. The number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and the firm emails, which we've been uh, getting through a stack of today. It is help at employmenthour.com. Anytime you need to know the correct amount of severance you should be getting, if it comes down that you're let go of your job, that is severancepaycalculator.com as well. We'll talk about that again before we, uh, we wrap for the day. Bill writes in says, I just received notice that our office will be shutting down in 12 months a year. Uh, I want to leave and take another job. Can I get severance? So, you know, we, we touched on this uh, earlier yep. on. Uh, if you're if you know that the company is shutting down and you know you have that date and you want to leave, that's fine. You absolutely can leave. And you know, if you got a new job in the meantime, maybe you should leave. But what you have to understand is that if you do that, if you leave, there's no severance owing to you. Now, depending on the usual factors, age, position, and length of employment, you may have been owed severance after the company shut down. Uh, maybe or maybe not. You can use the severance calculator to find out. But if you leave before they actually shut down, if you leave before they actually let you go, you're not going to get severance. So you have to make that decision. Number one, figure out how much severance you would be owed at the end. Number one, if, if, if any. If you are owed that severance, you understand how much and then you decide, do I stick it out and get that severance or do I leave? And if as long as you make an informed decision, that's great. I'm happy with that. I just don't want people to think, well, I left, now where's my severance? It doesn't work that way. You get your severance when the company says, that's it, you're gone, you're not here anymore. You don't get it today if the company says you're, you're going to be gone in, in six months. You only get it in six months. So leave if you have another job. Leave if you want to forego the severance. Do not leave if you still want to get your severance. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. Another resource to ask some questions when we're not on the air. That is terminationquestions.com as well. You can check that out. Nancy says uh, here, uh, my boss is always very rude and demeaning. He yells at me regularly and puts me down in front of other employees. I've talked to HR several times about this, and they keep saying that they will speak to him. So far, nothing has changed. I'm very stressed, and I'm losing sleep. How do I make this harassment stop? Well, that's exactly what this is. It's, it's harassment, yep. and, and harassment is something an employer should not and cannot be allowed to get away with. Uh, and I think gone are the days when we consider that to be acceptable. So she did exactly the right thing and exactly what I would have told her to do, which is she went to speak to HR, human resources. She told them what's happening. She explained the situation and gave them an opportunity to fix the problem and deal with it. And by the way, once you speak to the employer, once you tell them, I'm, I'm a victim of harassment, I'm being harassed in the workplace, your company has a very strict obligation to do something, to investigate this, to, to make sure that uh, they know exactly what happened, and then to try to fix the problem. In this situation, if the company didn't and they ignored it or they kind of put it on the back burner, then she can now treat this as a constructive dismissal. Whenever you're working in a work environment that becomes poisoned, now it's difficult to go into work, now it's uncomfortable, you have to endure harassment, well, no, you don't have to endure that. You don't have to suffer in, from harassment. You absolutely can say, no, I, I've tried to fix this. My employer is not fixing it. I'm still suffering, so I'm going to leave. This is a constructive dismissal. I'm not leaving because I want to. I'm leaving because I don't have a choice. So you get your full severance. So always, always do exactly as this person mm-hmm. did. 
Try to deal with it internally. Find someone, a manager, an owner, a human resources person, and tell them what's happening. Give them the chance to fix it. If they won't fix it, they can't fix it, they don't know how to fix it, you call me. Let's get you out of there. Let's get you the severance that you're owed. And depending on the harassment, that could also be a human rights matter. If it's sexual harassment or what I call discriminatory harassment, you may be owed additional compensation over and above the severance. Keep their number with you. Spread it around. Give it to friends, family. You never know when you're going to need it, right? 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of the firm. And Elliot says uh, through email, again, help at employmenthour.com. I was offered a promotion, which means many more responsibilities, but the pay is only slightly better. I don't really want to take the new position, but I'm afraid of my employer's reaction if I don't. Any advice? Well, yeah, certainly. It doesn't sound like a very attractive proposition. You're going to do a lot more, work a lot harder, longer hours, and we're not really going to pay you uh, any differently. Well, obviously, most people are not going to jump at that opportunity. So I can understand why you would say, well, no, it's not really what I want to do. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll stick where, where I am and not have to work those extra hours, et cetera. So, yeah, you, you are absolutely are well within your rights to say no. You're absolutely well within your rights to say thank you, but no thank you. I'm fine where I am. Company can't make you take a promotion. Even if they think it's a good thing, uh, you absolutely can say no. Now, how are they going to react? Will they be upset? Will they decide to say, well, you're not a team player, so we're going to let you go? They can. Remember, and a company can let an employee go pretty much for any reason, so they can say that. But of course, they would have to pay severance. That's not a punishment. They can't punish you by saying, this is cause, so we're going to let you go without severance. They can let you go, but severance is going to have to be paid. So ultimately, you have to make a decision. Do I take this position, even though I don't really want it, or do I risk potentially being let go, but with severance? So I think the analysis should start with figuring out how much severance would be. Because you may think, okay, I'm okay losing my job if they're going to have to pay me $85,000 in severance. I'm not okay if it's only $8,500 in severance. So if you find out what your severance is, call me or go to severancepaycalculator.com. And if that's something, once you know that, you can decide. Do you take this job? Do you risk losing it? But remember, you would always have to get severance if you're let go. As I mentioned earlier, before uh, we wrap, give them more details one more time about the severance pay calculator because it's so important to know about it. It is extremely important to know about it. And John, every every day, uh, with no exception, weekends included, I get emails from people that have used the severance calculator that are grateful for it. So severancepaycalculator.com. You go there if you are uh, if you lost your job, if you're staring at a severance letter, or you're worried about losing your job, or maybe none of those things apply to you, but you're just curious. You want to know what would happen, you know, six months from now, a year from now, ten years from now, if I lose my job. The only place you go to, the accurate place to find out what you're owed, severancepaycalculator.com. And, and you know, sometimes you, you hear about bait and switch. You go there and they ask for a credit card. There's yeah. no credit cards. Even if you wanted to put a credit card number, there's no credit card number to be put in. It's strictly there for your information. Anonymously takes seconds to do severancepaycalculator.com. And as mentioned, another resource for you anytime to get a hold of, ask your questions, terminationquestions.com. There is also the TV show. You are all over media, and that is Employment Hour and 30. That happens on the weekends on Global TV, and you want to call Lior anytime, get a hold of him at the firm. When the show is not on the radio here, it's one 821 5900 Till next time, the Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML.